audience to do that. You can be by yourself and have an audience of one, and that's God. And he'd get real happy. How many of y'all ever seen that movie, Happy Feet? Your feet will get happy. Then the next thing he says is to rejoice. Be in high spirits. Wouldn't it be nice if you got around Christians, they were singing, shouting, and rejoicing. Man, I've been around people say they're Christians and they mean as hell. I thought they was the devil themselves. I said, you are a Christian? I said, you acting like the devil. And you meaner than he is. Then they want to know if you want to go to church with them. No, I don't think so. Because when I get there, you know what the preacher's going to ask? He'll say, you want something to cry about? Whether you want it or not, I'm going to give it to you. And whether you want a spanking or not, you're getting one. Even if you didn't deserve it. I went to church like that for a long time. I show up. Man, I mean, I walked out, I felt like I was about that big. And I felt like somebody had beat me from one end of the church to the other. He said, no, you ought to be singing, shouting, rejoicing, and being high spirits in glory with all your heart. Now, look at, look, look at uh, Galatians chapter 4. Sing, shout, and rejoice. You say, I don't want to. That's okay. You just don't get everything God has for you. That's, evidently, it's not an option. I said it's not an option. I mean, I've been in churches. You better not shout. You shout that us or you out. Uh, and if you rejoice, my Lord, don't think about dancing across the church. We'll wait and do that at the poo hole. <laughs> Saturday night, we'll be dancing at the poo hole, but we ain't dancing in church. <laughs> Man, I get in my office sometime. I just, last night, I was over there. Pastor Mark was preaching. So Pastor Mark, he'd come over and stand by me. And so I wasn't finished with him preaching. I was liking what he was saying. He goes, and Paul perceived the man had faith. And he shouted, rise up, walk. I told my wife, I said, he wants me to get up, but I'm not getting up yet because I'm not finished with him preaching. Because, <laughs> you know, it don't matter whether you feel like rejoicing or not. So he walked over here and preached a little while. Then he walked back over there and preached a little while. And I was not, finally, when I got what I felt like I needed, I didn't care what nobody else did. He got back over there by me. All of a sudden, I just jumped up and started, whoa, glory to God. And the whole church erupted in the move of the Holy Spirit. But he's waiting all day. He kept walking over there. He's waiting for me to move. I told my wife, he's waiting for me to move. I said, but when I'm finished listening to him preach, I'll move. He thinks he's in control of this thing. He's waiting for somebody to respond in faith. He's waiting for somebody to rejoice at the word that's just been spoken as somebody that found a great treasure. That's what the Bible says. David said, when I discovered the word, he said, I rejoiced. How many know how David rejoiced? Come on, when David rejoiced when the presence of God came back into the city, it actually said he danced until he was in his airpod. Today, that would mean he danced until he was in nothing but his BBDs. And it really bothered his wife. She said, you're the king and you have really defiled yourself now. Nah. I love a man talk back to his wife at least once. He said, let me tell you something. Baby, you ain't seen nothing yet. Come on, he looked at her in them big brown eyes. Baby, 
Foreigners still making money off of David. Huh? He said, does that bother you that I was dancing? He said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to dance again because the presence of God has just returned to the city. Come on. He said, the presence of God just came back in. Come on, the presence of God getting your marriage, getting your children, getting your, come on, getting your body, getting your church. Come on, there has to be an outward manifestation of what's going on on the inside. He said to rejoice. Now look at this. In, 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 in Galatians chapter 4, Look at, look at what this says. For it is written in the scripture. Where is it written? Rejoice. Well, that's, two, that's a mouth of two witnesses. So evidently God wasn't confused because now he's saying the same thing in the New Testament. And actually, Peter, I mean, uh, Paul is quoting from the Old Testament. For it is written, rejoice, O barren woman. That, that, that means those of us that have been, he's just using a woman as an illustration to be barren. But what he's saying is those of us that have been unfruitful in life. He said the first key to fruitfulness is to rejoice. And rejoice, listen, I wrote this down. I got this out of the Webster's Dictionary. Here's what rejoice means. Rejoice, one of the definitions of rejoice says this. says, uh, go ahead. Uh, it says, the emotions uh, evoked by well-being, success, or good fortune or by the prospect of possessing what you already desire. What does that mean? To rejoice means I'm going to go ahead and act like I have what the Bible says, whether it says that. Come on, whether I have it or not, I'm going to go ahead and act like the Bible's true. I'm going to go ahead and base my rejoicing on the Word of God. It's the key, the supernatural key to the seed of God being birthed in you. It's for you and I to sing, shout, and rejoice. Say, I don't like shouting. You're just in the wrong place this morning. Because I'm going to shout. And I'm allowed to do a little rejoicing. I'm allowed to do a little dancing in a minute. Say, why? Because I'm believing God for some stuff that's going to have to come supernaturally. Ain't nobody going to be able to do it. God. He said, Paul planted Apollos water, but God brings the increase. So, I mean, you can plant water all you want, but if you don't learn to sing, shout, and rejoice, it's, you're going to have a limited harvest. But he said, even when you're unbearing, look at this, who has not given birth, break forth into a joyful, well, there it is again. Rejoice and do what? A joyful shout. Now, you shouted when you was mad. Why don't you shout when you're glad? Come on, some of you shout when you're glad. How many Alabama fans in here? Isn't that amazing? What did you just do? What did you just do? You're joyfully shouting. Why? Because they won the national title. Drew Brees and Brittany in the room. Shoulder. You're never going to play football again. And if you do play football again, you'll never be able to throw the football as accurate as you did. She said, I looked at Drew and I said, with God, all things are possible. Drew, and you're a dedicated man. And if anybody, if God can use anybody and restore anybody, Drew, God can do it through you. And now, because, listen now, they won the Super Bowl. He has a platform to preach Christ from for the rest of his life. Now, I'm not a big New Orleans Saints fan, but I'm a big Drew Brees fan. So I tell you, all I can tell you is I was rooting him on.
And he had a 32 out of 39 completions and was an MVP and was never supposed to play football again. So what are you telling me, Pastor? I'm telling you this morning, I don't care what the devil's told you. He is a liar. With God, all things are possible. When everybody else counts you out, you'll have a spirit of faith. And she just said, we begin to thank God right in that room. What is she saying? We begin to rejoice while he's still in the bed. While he's, come on, he ain't, never, he ain't threw a football yet. He's not, he said, she said, we were wondering where we were going to live and how we were going to eat. I think they're doing pretty good right now. So we got home at 3.30 in the morning. She said, Drew looked at me and goes, did this just happen? She said, I don't know. It's just like a good dream. It's like a good commercial. As she said that, I thought about Psalms 126. Psalms 126 says, when the Lord turned the captivity of Zion, said we were like them that dreamed. Say, what does that mean? That means today God wants to turn your life. So what, what, what do you mean it was like a dream? He did such a good job, you had to pinch yourself because you thought God did me too good. Yeah. Come on. Right. Yeah. Come on, I guarantee you Drew Brees woke up that morning going, I need to watch the replay of that again. <laughs> I need to make sure. And say, where did he wake up at? He woke up in Disney World. <laughs> yeah, he's right there in Disney World having a parade. The triumph. Come on, right there today, you can have a parade. That's what 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, Thanks be to God, who always causes us to triumph. The word triumph means to throw a party and have a parade. Yeah. Come on, you might as well go ahead and have a party. Amen. Come on, the victory's already been won. You are not the challenger today. You're the champion. You're not fighting for victory. You're fighting from victory. You're already the victor. You're, all, you're not the victim. The devil would like to tell you you're the victim. But you're not the victim. You're the victor. You just have to position yourself. You have to take your place in Christ. What God did that God was in Christ making me brand new. God was not in Christ counting up my trespasses. God was in Christ reconciling me. God was in Christ making me the righteousness of God. So I take my place in Christ and I take whatever God did for me in Christ and I apply it to my life by faith. Even when I don't look like it, I go ahead and go, Woo! Glory to God! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! So is all that necessary? Evidently. Evidently it's necessary or the Bible wouldn't have said it. Now, I preach, I don't think all that's necessary. For it is written in the scripture. It isn't written, it's written in your Bible? You know, I didn't write this. I'm just reading it. Don't get mad at me. If you don't like shouting and rejoicing, get mad at God. I, I told him in the first time, I said, that's why I love food so much. Foon just believes God. In other words, she don't have to run uh, the word of God through her church teaching, through her religious ideas. She just believes the Bible. So she'll tell her husband. She'll say this, and he'll say, but, but, but. she said, but. She said, you need to get your butt in the right place. She said, because the Bible says, and if the Bible says, see, what's he doing? He's running it through some teaching, making sure it calculates with what somebody told him instead of sometimes what the Word of God says. See, all she got to run it through is the Word. Well, the Bible says it. That settles it. I don't know what's the matter with you, but we believe in God. 
So you finna get in faith with me. But, shh, shh, shh. Her husband's right back there laughing. He knows I'm telling the gospel truth. Says, break forth into joyful shout. You are not feeling birth pains. What does he say? He said, go. My pastor, I don't feel it. I don't, I don't feel that rejoicing. I don't feel that shouting. Right there it said, didn't even feel it. So she didn't even feel the birth pains, but go ahead and rejoice. Go ahead and shout like the word's true. Because if you know and recognize God lives on the inside of you and you've been intimate with God, then there's a seed, there's a plan, there's a purpose, there's a dream, there's a vision, there's something on the inside of you that God himself put there and God hadn't give up and God hadn't quit on it. God just wants you and I to align our lives with the word of God. Say, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. I'm gonna go ahead and shout, I'm gonna go ahead and sing, I'm gonna go ahead and rejoice. I'm going to go ahead and act like the Bible is true. You say, acting kind of strange. Well, you know, the book of Acts said, when people walked out of church, they went, some strange things happened in church today. If you go to church and ain't nothing strange happened, you're probably in a dead church. Come on, nothing has ever has to be explained. Say, could you tell me why that person fell down? I said, yeah, you stick your finger in that light socket over there. And it's just 110. And God's like uranium. And if you'll get full of Jesus and full of the Holy Ghost, you split the atom and the energy releases on the inside of you. If you don't do something, you'll explode. Have any volunteers this morning? I mean, we got a few light sockets up there. Anybody, you think God's more powerful than 110? Say, why are they acting that way? Well, you get hooked up to God. And then you realize, number one, you are not self-energizing. He is the only. Come on. He's the only self-energizer. I've got my wife and I, we have one of those iPhones. So those iPhones have thousands of applications. Thousands. I mean, you can go and hit app after app after app. And so I try to call her. She don't even answer the phone. I said, you got to call her ID. I know. I know you know it's me. So her excuse is I have it on vibrate. I said, well, don't turn it on vibrate if you can't hear it on vibrate. Because if I call you, I need something. <laughs> Trying to communicate that to the staff of our church. If I call you, then I want you to answer the phone. And if you don't answer on the second ring, I hope you're talking to Jesus. <laughs> huh. So I try to explain to my wife, no matter how, many, how well that phone operates, and I like mine, no matter how much and how well it operates, if you don't plug it in, it don't have no battery. And if it don't have no battery, it don't work. So it don't matter how many applications of what God did for you in Christ, if you don't get plugged into the source, ain't none of the applications going to work. And let me tell you, if you get plugged into the source, what happens is you get plugged into the Word of God and all of a sudden you get full of the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost does a successful download. Right into your spirit, right past your little brain, right down in your spirit, you go, whoo! 
the same Jesus that you crucified, God raised from the dead. Right now, he's seated at the right hand of the Father. The same life that was in Christ is now in me. It was my death. It was my burial.